no matter how difficult your child is or what struggles you are facing, as I thought, I must be the only person on this planet with a son like mine. No, there are millions of other moms out there going through the same thing. And I do find that comforting and hopefully your listeners do as well. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all of the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Megan Champion, an elementary school teacher, wife, mom of three, and the host of On the Hard Days. If you're ready, let's jump into it. Hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks so much, Sarah. I am so pumped. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody who you are, a little bit about your family, what you do, and just give us a little background on on what you do and who you are. Sure. So my name is Megan Champion. I am an elementary school teacher. This is my 14th year. Um, I have three children. I have seven-year-old twins, and I have a four-year-old as well. And I, one of my twins is twice exceptional, which means that he's a few years ahead academically, but he's a few years behind emotionally and socially, which makes him a really tough kid to parent. Um, when he was little, a baby, a toddler, a preschooler, he had these absolutely epic meltdowns that would be hours long, and the slightest little thing would set him off very short temper, no patience. And it was really tough. It was tough for me. It was tough for him. It was tough for our whole family. As the years have gone by, again, he's, he's only seven. So it's, we still, (laughs) we're still in it for the long haul here, but as the years have gone by, it has been a whirlwind of trying to support him and trying to help him grow and be successful. It's been very tough. He still has meltdowns. He has really hard times. He gets upset so easily over the slightest thing. He's super sensitive and strong-willed. He has some ADHD tendencies. He has some sensory issues. It's kind of this whole gamut of things. And the reason why I am telling my story is not just about supporting him, but it's also the story of supporting myself. And so basically... I was unable to really meet him where he was at until I was able to accept myself as a mother. And I couldn't do that for the longest time because I was filled with guilt and shame and embarrassment, you know, guilt that I I was in this position in the first place um, towards my other children who might not be getting the same amount of attention. It was hard. I didn't think that I was a good mother. I blamed myself for the behaviors that I was seeing. And all of those things were really damaging to my own mental health. And so I really couldn't support my son in the way that he needed until I was able to finally accept and support myself. And that's what's led me to this this venture and spreading this message to mothers who have those hard days who go through those hard times and they blame themselves or they're embarrassed. They don't want to talk about it. 
I promise you that it's not just you. You're not alone in this. And, and yeah, that's, that's my real mission in supporting other mothers. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And I love what you're doing because, you know, as much as we all want things to work out perfectly and have these little children that do what we say and, and be happy and everything's like rainbows and butterflies, like that's not the reality some days. And, and there's going to be those difficult moments. And I think just acknowledging that and like you said, being able to support ourselves with how we're going to deal with those moments, I think is, is so important to, to focus on. So absolutely, you know, and so you have a podcast of your own on the hard days. And I was listening to your rock bottom episode and, you know, how you were explaining, you know, that moment that it was kind of, really hitting you and you were acknowledging, you know, something's going on here. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd be happy to unpack that one for your audience. So that is my first episode, episode one, my rock bottom parenting moment. And I decided to start my podcast going all in because I wanted mothers to know that You know, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm having a hard day. But when it comes down to it, I think sometimes they don't really get it. But when you're raising a challenging child or an out-of-the-box child, a child who has maybe an undiagnosed issue, whatever, those hard times can sometimes be really hard times. And so my rock-bottom parenting moment was when my son, who I call Mr. Seven, but at the time he was three, barely three, actually. He had just turned three. He had an epic, epic meltdown over peanut butter on a waffle. And I was heading to the beach. I had my kids. I had my my new baby was only a few weeks old. And I was trying to get my three out the door to the beach with some friends. And he had a waffle. And if any of your listeners have children with sensory things, perfectionist issues, something like peanut butter and a waffle can set them off. And he wanted it perfectly spread. He wanted all the little squares, even, you know, and of course it wasn't. He had a major, major meltdown. And in this meltdown, I did not know what to do. I had this moment of like, wow, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no clue what I'm doing. So I'm going to go ahead and do what society tells me to do. And they always say, go to a quiet and calm space. And then when you're calm, you can come out. And so I tried that because what do I know about parenting? I'm just a mom. So I put him in his bedroom thinking that that would be a nice, calm place. Turns out it wasn't me leaving him alone was a trigger for him. And to this day, he cannot stand to be alone. But I didn't know this at the time. He was throwing his whole body into the door because he wouldn't stay in there. But I kept thinking he had to be alone or he won't come down if he's not alone. So I was trying to hold the door, which was a terrible idea. And and the entire actual event is just terrible to think back on it. But I truly did not know what to do. And Eventually, I brought him back downstairs. We tried the waffle again, still having the meltdown. He was hangry as well. And getting that food in his system was crucial in, you know, blood sugar and and fixing this problem. But he wouldn't take a bite. 
And then I put him on my deck. It was a summer day. The sliding glass, like a sliding door was right there next to the dining room table. He was literally three feet away from me, just on the other side of the door. I was nursing a baby in one arm. I was trying to feed my son's twin her waffle at the same time. And I just kept telling him, buddy, you're going to be so much better once you take a bite. You just need to come. I don't know what I was saying to him. And I have no idea what I was doing because it was totally wrong and, and ineffective. But I put him on the deck, beautiful, sunny morning. I'm like, buddy, you can come in. You just got to gotta take a deep breath. You got to come down. He was thrashing like he had been set on fire. When I turned around for a second and I turned back because I heard a noise and he was flipping over my deck furniture, barely three years old. And I mean, to tell you, I was terrified. It's like, I, I, I had never seen anything like it. And I, no one prepares you for this side of motherhood. There are no books on this. There are no manuals. What to do when your newly three-year-old is flipping over a, a deck chair? And as I'm scrambling to help him and calm him and stop him, my neighbor came over. <laughs> it was the most embarrassing part of the whole story. My neighbor was um, an older gentleman. I really didn't even know him at all. He was looking me up and down and, is everything okay over here? You know, he's giving me the eyes. And I realized that it was him checking on the well-being of my child, understandably, because he was screaming his head off outside. And it was really a, a question to me, am I doing everything I need to to be keeping my child safe? And the answer was no, I was not, but I thought I was. And so that led to this total shame, total guilt and shame and embarrassment, but also this mission. I want to be a good mother. I am a good mother. What do I need to do for this child who apparently doesn't operate like typical children do? What do I need to do for him to meet him where he is at? And so it's been a, it's going to be a lifelong process to understand my son. So that is my rock bottom story. There's a little more to it in the episode, but that kind of covers the basics. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's, it's hard. Like you said, we don't know what to do in these moments. There's not a book written for these random moments that happen as you become a mom. And there are things that we don't necessarily think are going to happen or come across. And so I think, you know, that's huge that you acknowledged, wow, like, how can I help my child? What can I do? How can I be a better mom? And that you took that initiative to want to be better and help him and figure out what's going on. And I think, I think that's such a huge accomplishment and, and something to be proud of. So I think that's oh, thank a, huge, you. <laughs> a huge mom moment. Yeah. You know, it's a process of growth for every mom. And even though I had the desire to support my son and I always have, I mean, of course, what mom doesn't want to support her children but the actual process of doing so is a lot harder than it looks to accept your child for who he is, accept yourself for who you are. And, and that has been an ongoing mission. That does take time. That's not something that happens overnight for sure. So he was three at the time and now he's seven. What have you been doing since then? What are some things that you've learned to help and um, what can you kind of tell the listeners if they're in a similar situation of where they can start? So, so good questions. So first of all, 
I cannot change my child. I am not going to change him. He will never be a patient person. He will never have uh, a different sort of temper. He is short-tempered. He just is. There are strategies that he can use to solve his problems down the road, down the line, but this really isn't about him. And that is my main message. It's not about him. It's about me. I could not tap into my very best as a mom until I relieved myself of my own guilt and shame. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Sure, I can't always take him in public. Sure, I wasn't sure when his next blow-up might be, and I didn't know how he might react from every little thing. He terrified my family and friends, and it was just like, wow, you've got that kid. But yet, if I allowed the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment to rule over my mothering, then I am not doing him any favors. And so at seven, he still melts down every day. It's not always, I mean, he, he doesn't flip deck furniture. And, but over the years, I have certainly learned many, many things about what is helpful, what sets him off. I know that protein in his belly is absolutely key. I'm trying to teach him now this so that he can advocate for himself and say, hey, I think I need some protein. And, and that takes time too. Um, he's super, super sensitive. I know that he's his happiest when he is learning because he is a a gifted child, which that's a whole other conversation, but he doesn't have any other interests that really, you know, create that spark in his eyes. It's, it's learning that does the job. And so I need to make sure that he is learning at his level. And, you know, there are different things that I can do to make him happier and that can lead to more success at home and in school. However, the main takeaway here is not about him at all. And it's, it's just about me. And so speaking to your listeners, where they can start, they start with evaluating themselves. And that is a hard process that also does not happen overnight. That can be a couple of years, but it's like, okay, what did I do well today with, you know, what did I handle? Well, what are my strengths? Because we tend to focus on the negative. Oh, you know, I didn't, give my child a healthy dinner tonight and I'm kicking myself for it, or I let them stay up too late last night, or I'm not meeting their needs in this way or that way. And none of that is helping. So if you can just pause and maybe make a list, maybe do some journaling, meditate on this, think about it. What are you strong in? What did you do well today? And it can be the tiniest little thing. And as you start to notice those things every single day, multiple times a day that you are doing well, then you start to believe in yourself. Once you believe in yourself, then you can now believe in your child. And that process will lead to success for both of you. So I I guess the place to start is just really thinking about yourself. Grant yourself some grace and some patience. You don't have it all together, but nobody does. And when you think you are alone in this parenting journey, no matter how difficult your child is or what struggles you are facing, as I thought, I must be the only person on this planet with a son like mine. No, there are millions of other moms out there going through the same thing. And I do find that comforting and hopefully your listeners do as well. 
Yeah, I definitely think finding community and finding people that you can talk to and relate to and hear so many similarities and that, you know, synchronicity in it all coming together and just seeing like, wow, like, okay, yeah, that happened to me and and they're like getting through this. So I can have hope. And, you know, I think that's so important. Like you said, looking at yourself and when you believe in yourself, then you can believe in your child. And I think so much of it is how we are perceiving those moments and touching on how you were feeling that guilt and shame, you know, even in that situation with your neighbor, you were trying to deal with the situation as best as you could. And now you had this external factor coming in kind of judging you so it be and you know who knows what his intentions are or while he why he was coming over but you were taking it as oh my gosh I look like a bad mom my kids out on the deck like whatever it may be but when we reevaluate those moments and say no I was being the best mom that I could possibly be in that moment I think that's huge to acknowledge like we are the right mom for our children. We are doing everything that we possibly can in those moments. And we can take it and learn from it and help ourselves and better understand ourselves. And I think, you know, that is a huge light bulb that kind of goes off as we become mothers and we reevaluate our life and we kind of re- um, relearn things or, or almost, you know, travel back to our own childhood of, wow, like, I can't believe I was doing that. And now this is my kid doing this. And, and you kind of see it from a whole different perspective. And I think that's just, you know, it's such a crazy flip and, and a whole, a whole new world that kind of unfolds in itself. And I think, I think you understanding that, you know, there's nothing wrong about him. Like he's perfectly fine and good and and a, a wonderful child. And just learning how to kind of switch your mindset to see him where he's at and, and be there with him and level with him, I think is such a huge huge thing. Yeah. And I think, I think we mothers have expectations, like you said, from our own childhood, from our own upraising, um, whatever it is, we, we think it's going to be a certain way. You think you're going to have certain kids. I am an introvert. I am kind of a serious person. I kind of assumed I would have kids like that. Well, nope, they're actually nothing like that, you know? And it takes you by surprise. And so you almost lose sight of yourself when you are raising a kid who's really different from you or out of the box or challenging or, or difficult or going through a hard time even. It, I mean, uh, my daughter's an extrovert and I'm a super introvert. And it's like, whew, man, I really need to push myself to help her step into who she is supposed to be. And so when we have these expectations we often let ourselves down because it's like, well, my kid ended up not being what I thought. And so I'm just going to feel guilty about that. I'm not going to do anything about it. I just feel terrible and, and I feel ashamed and I feel embarrassed. But you're missing so much of what you're already 
doing? And I just heard a mother say the other day, she was like, I don't really know what my my best role as a mother is. I, she called it like her, a leadership role or something, but she, she didn't know what her rock star quality was as a mom. She's like, well, I, you know, I listen to my kids and, and I want to do right by them. So I, I, I take them places and we have a lot of conversations. You know, we read books, but that's it. You know, I, I don't, I don't really have any rock star qualities. And I was like, uh, hello, you just said what they were. You're doing it. You're living the dream. You're doing the thing right now. You're meeting them where they are at. You are supporting them in what they need. We're all doing this for our, our children. But you will hear so many mothers say, ah, I got mom guilt today. I, was, I, I didn't spend enough time talking with my kids. Um, I was preoccupied by things with work. Or I yelled at my kids today. I lost my cool. I got impatient with them. Whatever it is. And there's so much guilt around that. And we're focusing on those things and forgetting all of the positive, amazing, wonderful things we did in that day to support our children. So once we finally step into ourselves as mothers and own it, this is, this is me, good and bad. <laughs> this is me. And once we're able to do that, just think of all the possibilities now because you can parent your child with this new perspective of all these amazing qualities you bring to the table that nobody else brings. And I completely agree with what you said earlier. And I believe this 100%. You are the best mother for your child. You were meant to have that child and that child was meant to have you as a mother. So don't just just step into your role and it takes time, but step into your role, accept who you are. Yeah. And I think that level of acceptance is something that um, we had discussed before, but really just accepting motherhood and seeing, you know, where you're at and you can't compare, you know, oh, this mom's doing this with their kid and, and look at that mom. Oh, she's, you know, she's so great with her kids. And why can't I be like that? You know, it, it's such a tricky game that we play when we start comparing our family dynamic to other family dynamics. And I think, you know, especially with social media and stuff in that sense, things can look so appealing and wonderful on somebody's Instagram, but you don't know what they're going through and you don't know what hard moments they're having and they're choosing what they're going to show to you. And I think everyone has hard days. And, you know, I think there's different levels of, of what that can look like, but um, it gets, it gets so tricky when, when we really start comparing. And I think just accepting like, this is where I'm at. These are my children. This is how we're handling the situation. And that's okay. And, and just being content with, with what the present moment is, you know, maybe you want to change a situation, like how you want it, what, what was better. And, and you, sought out how you can help your son, you know, I think, I think it's important to improve upon ourselves, but just accepting that 
this is where I am right now, though, is is so huge. Yeah, for sure. And and stepping into that. So if you say, okay, my child has a new challenge. It's a new struggle. We all know that challenges are going to come and go and they're going to change over time. And it's if it's not one thing, it's another. And so instead of, oh, you know, he's going through a hard time. I don't know how I'm going to support him. I don't know if I can do it. It's a mindset shift. And so come at that same situation. Okay, my child is having a new challenge. What are the strengths that I bring to the table already as a mom? Is it my listening? Is it my board game playing? Is it making cracking jokes in the bedtime snuggle? Little things, it does not have to be a big thing at all. What am I already bringing to the table that is going to make a difference for my child during this challenging time? You don't need to reinvent the wheel and go searching through Google and, and I don't even know, chat, chat rooms. Are those even a thing anymore? Like baby center, babycenter.com. When I would like first had my babies, I'd be like going to baby center. What do I do when, what do I do when, like, what do you do? What do you do? What feels right? Tune into that part of yourself and just go for it because your, your children, they know you, they, they are a piece of you. They are a reflection of you, but they're a piece of you. So if you just use the strategies you already have, be confident in yourself and trust yourself. I think that's where the secret sauce is. And that's something that I'm still learning myself, but that's kind of my, my mission. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, I always encourage to other moms and say, you know, my daughter's only a year and a half. And I feel like I'm already understanding, like, you know what, I'm going to do things a little bit differently. Like I'll take some of this and I'll take some of that. But overall, you're forming your own family unit and, and how you're going to structure things. So it doesn't have to look exactly like somebody else you're shifting into this new role and and you're figuring out what's going to work for you and that takes a lot of internal work and sitting down with yourself listening to yourself and saying you know what does my child need what do i need and um i i really think that's something that does take time. I think it's a never ending journey that we'll be on, but it's so huge to just take a moment to sit with yourself and listen to yourself <laughs> and say, what do I want? What do I think about that? You know, when information comes in and comes at you, you have the ability to say, yes, I accept this as truth or no, I'm not going to do that. And I think that's just like such a, a huge message that I, I try to advocate for. Absolutely. And I think no matter what the situation is, I mean, with my son, you could name it. We have the challenges every day. We had one the other day regarding showing empathy and he, I know he feels empathy. He really struggles to show it. That is a huge challenge for him. And I think the reason why is, is because it kind of exposes him. He feels very vulnerable when he is showing empathy. So apologizing or even giving a hug or are you okay? All of those sorts of things, 
you have to let your guard down to do that behavior. And he doesn't let his guard down. And so he really struggles with empathy. Now, in the past, I may have had an issue with this and he had been disrespectful and he really kind of needed to own up to it because he was hurting someone's feelings and he really had a hard time and it turned into a meltdown that lasted multiple hours. And prior to maybe the past year or so, in this sort of a situation, I would be angry at myself. Even though my son is making these choices, I'm not supporting him in the right way. I'm not meeting his needs in the right way. I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have said this. I should be telling his teacher. I should be reaching out to a counselor. I should, I should, I should. And maybe some of those things are true. You know, it'd be great to check in with a counselor. It's not about that. It's about the guilt that came with it. And instead, now, thankfully, I'm kind of in a new mindset this past year, but with this situation, instead, I was able to say, okay, this is what he's presenting to me. And it's a problem, like no doubt about it. It's a problem. But what do I already bring to this situation? to help my son. And I had to think about it. I had to sit in it. Like you said, I bring patience. I bring a calm level tone, not all the time, but in this instance, I did a calm level tone. I have the ability to support him in a physical way, like a big wraparound hug. I have the ability to kind of rub his head, something only a mom can do, right? You know, all the spots and, you know, give him a little head scratch and say, this seems really hard for you. Now, we still have a big problem, but it's not not about that right now. I, I need to tap into those strategies, yes. But first, I need to look inward and say, all right, what am I already bringing to support him? So we're going to start with that. And then since I can take the blame away from myself and the shame and the guilt and the embarrassment and the judgment, and I remove that, now I have a clear head for finding strategies and solutions that work. And so that's what I did. And again, it was not a pleasant situation, but because I came at it clearly with no foggy head blaming myself for all of these things I can't control, instead I was able to think clearly and we were able to mend the situation, you know, and it passed and the next day is a new day, but you've got to be able to clear your head. And and that does take a lot of mental work. And that's something that I'm really trying to spread that message through my own um, channels as well. That's kind of my message to moms and learning how to do that mental work, because a lot of them will say, okay, I don't want to feel guilty anymore, but where do I start? And I have some thoughts about that. It's, it's, it, it definitely is a, you know, a, a step-by-step process, but you can get there eventually. Where would you suggest starting? So I would first start with the most basic thing, which is just get a piece of paper and a pen and just in one day's time or maybe one hour or just one meal or one bedtime routine. And you're going to jot down the tiniest little things you did right. Tiny, tiny, tiny. So during dinner today, I I will give you the example. I'm a terrible cook. My husband normally cooks. I do the cleaning, but he was busy at work. So it was like, okay, well, if we're eating, I better get to it. And we made meatballs from scratch. What did I do right? Now, normally I would come at this with 
oh my God, I'm terrible at cooking. I really am. Like, I'm not a good cook. I don't like cooking. I can't believe I have to do this after a long day at work. I'm just tired and, oh, you know, I'm just blah, blah, blah. All these negative things. It was like, okay, what do I bring to this situation that is positive and that will help my children who are now starving and needing to eat? Okay, well, I am a teacher, so I have this mother teacher voice. <laughs> I think teachers just kind of are teachers all the time. And it was like, all right, we're going to delegate. And I said, Mr. Seven, you're going to help me set the table. Do you think you could find, we have these cloth napkins that have different patterns on them. Do you think you could find cloth napkins for our family that you think each person would love? Because I turned my teacher voice on and he's like, yes. Oh, I know exactly which one I want. And he ran over to the napkins and picked them out. Right. And Miss Seven is all about cooking right now. It's like her thing. Of course, again, it's not my thing. What can I bring to this situation that will support her? Well, she loves to cook. Climb up on the counter. We're making a salad. All right. Do you, do you know how to use the peeler? No? Okay. <laughs> Let me show you. And yeah, I'm not saying that I have this all together. I get impatient. It's like, oh, can you just, just, just give me the peeler and I'll peel the cucumber for you? It's driving me crazy. But what I am bringing to this situation is supporting her love of cooking. So I take a deep breath. I acknowledge what is hard for me, but also my strength is using my teacher skills and say, okay, well, show me what you can do. Wow. I love the way that you are trying this on your own. Like, look at you go, like, go girl, you're, you're rocking this. Before I knew it, I had two kids making a salad. I had one helping me make meatballs. We got the table set and the food was on the table all together on time, no meltdowns. Like, woo, pat myself on the back, you know? It doesn't have to be a big thing. So my first step for your listeners is you get that paper out and you do what I just did. Take one moment, a small moment, and jot down all the positive strengths you brought to that situation to support your children. And that's step one. Yes, I love that. I think gratitude is such a huge mindset shift. I think that does so much for you. And when you can look at a moment even, you know, I've done like gratitude journals and looked at my day and you jot three things down or the week or whatever, but even just focusing on something as simple as dinner I love that. And then, you know, you can say, what did I bring to this moment? And what did I do? And how did I find, you know, my strengths in that? And, oh, that's such good, good advice. I think, I think that can really, you know, shift your mindset. And I think that's something that I've been like, falling into a lot more over the years. And like, especially this, this past year, I think, just having that ability to perceive a moment to be different and say, you know, instead of, oh, like this sucks, I hate cooking or, you know, even, you know, washing dishes or something, you know, oh my gosh, I don't want to wash these dishes, you know, just like, wow, I'm so grateful that I had a delicious meal that I'm able to have dishes to wash and and just flipping that script, I think, can do so much, especially with moms and especially going through hard times. That mindset shift is, is crucial. So I, I totally agree with that. 
For sure. And it's about empowering yourself because we can't rely on other people to empower us for us. You know, we have to, we have to do that work ourselves. People can give you compliments and and people can say, wow, your children are so well behaved out here at the grocery store today. Like, and you pat yourself on the back, but you know, it's really just luck and that you gave them a snack and you know, whatever it is, you, you still get to work on yourself in all of those moments. And so it's, it is about gratitude and it's also about self-confidence because you're, you're absolutely thankful and grateful for what you have also be thankful and grateful for what you are because this isn't by accident you were meant for this job you were meant for this lifetime job so this is not something that is just by chance so appreciate that from yourself i hate cooking but i can use my teacher voice and i can delegate tasks to little ones who like to help there right and you just start with that list that is just the beginning. But yes, total mindset shift, which takes a lot of practice. Awesome. I love it. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or do you want to wrap things up? I think this was so, so good and so much, uh, you know, little nuggets of information and and tips to where to start and what to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's great. Awesome. So I, I very, very much enjoyed this conversation and I am so thankful for you coming here and spending tonight to chat with me about everything going on. Um, but if you want to tell us how we can find you and your community that you're building and what you're doing and how we can reach out to you, I'd love to do that. Sure. Thanks so much. So I do have a podcast, as you said, on the hard days. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I typically do a lot of storytelling and sharing of my own journey with Mr. Seven in hopes of letting you know that you were not alone in those hard times. But you can also find me on, on Instagram, on the hard days with dots in between each word. I have an active Facebook group which is on the Hard Days community and podcast. Um, I have a website on theharddays.com. You can reach me in a bunch of ways, but my main mission here, and if this fits you, I would love for you to reach me. You can DM me. I would love to hear from you. My main mission is supporting mothers who specifically are raising those tough kids. It's the ones that are like, wow, I didn't see this coming when I started parenting. This child is really different from me, or this child is struggling. Whatever it is, there's some mismatch there that is making you as a mother feel that that embarrassment and that shame and that guilt. And, and those are really my people. <laughs> and so if you have a listener out there who is in that position, um, feel free to share your story by all means and reach out and DM me and we can go from there. Thank you so much, Sarah, for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That mom guilt and that mom shame needs to be dropped and out of here. <laughs> And if, if anybody's feeling that they, they need to, you know, talk with someone, find support and um, just let it go because we as mothers do not need to feel those things and shouldn't feel those things. We shouldn't have to, you know, feel like we're guilted or ashamed of, of who we are because 
were wonderful and amazing. And we are, we are doing all the things that we're supposed to. And we are, we are the correct mother for our children. So. That's right. Super moms. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience.